0: Hallelujah. Well, it's nice to stand and speak today in this BSU chapel. Can we give the Lord some praise? So many thoughts went through my mind when I was asked to speak today, knowing that it's a BSU chapel. Uh, so I wanted to make sure that we bring something of Black History, Black History Month, so I thought about talking to you about the nonviolent ethic of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., about the personal work ethic that we were taught by Booker T. Washington about the fight against systematic and social structures that can hinder progress by W.E.B. Du Bois. But I couldn't get away from one of my heroes, and that is William Seymour. So I want to talk to you today for the next few minutes about William Seymour, Azusa Street, and the Pentecostal legacy. William Seymour, Azusa Street, and the Pentecostal legacy. I want to give God praise. My wife is here with me next month. Amen. (laughs) Next month we'll be married 31 years. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Don't know where 31 years went, but they have passed. Amen. And uh, so we were just like you guys, students. She sat across from me in class, and we were just good friends. And I don't know, one day I just said, she's going to make somebody a good wife. It should be me. Right? And she didn't know what to do when I switched gears. Amen. So for those of you that's stuck in the friend zone, there is hope. Amen. I want to say to all of my peers and my colleagues and those that work in the faculty and administration here at North Central, I love you and respect you dearly to our president, our interim president. Amen. Uh, I just love being here to the students that I get the opportunity to teach uh, In class, I love you dearly. I'm so grateful, and my wife and I are grateful for this season that God has given us to serve in this capacity. Amen? What am I talking about today? Well, let's read Acts chapter 2, verses 16 through 18. But this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel, that it shall come to pass in the last days, say God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I want to talk to you about legacy today. Legacy. You are preparing yourself for something. And what you are preparing yourself for is greater than anything you can learn in an individual class. Greater than you can learn by completing one assignment. You are stepping into this great legacy of Pentecostalism. And God has saw fit to allow you to be born and to matriculate for such a time as this. God has raised you up to go forth in the world and represent Him as a generation of leaders. And so we have this sense that we have a legacy that we have inherited from our predecessors. I've been, all of my Christian experience has been centered around Pentecostalism. And we have this responsibility to accept this legacy, much like how the prophet Elisha picked up the mantle of Elijah. God has raised you up, and you have to step fully into this responsibility of Pentecostal leadership. So today I want to share with you four things that I believe that makes Pentecostalism and made Azusa Street great. But first we have to talk about the father of Azusa Street, William Joseph Seymour. He was born May 2nd, 1870, September 28th, 1922 was when he died. Just for perspective, the first person that got saved in the Azusa Street Revival, the first sinner that got saved in the Azusa Street Revival was a guy by the name of Mac Jonas. Mac Jonas got connected to C.H. Mason, who sent Mac Jonas to Ohio and Michigan to found Church of God in Christ in Ohio and Michigan. Mac Jonas planted a church in Cleveland, Ohio. When Mac Jonas died, Bishop Robert L. Chapman took that church over, and Robert L. Chapman ordained me to the ministry. So the history that we're talking about is not history that's so far removed that we are totally disconnected from it. It is a part of our legacy. He, William Seymour, was the pastor of the Azusa Street Revival, and known as the father of modern Pentecostal movement. So if you call yourself a Pentecostal, you could thank William Seymour. If you are one of the 64 million people worldwide that identify as being a spirit-filled believer, you could thank William Seymour. If you are a member of the Assemblies of God, the Church of God in Christ, the Church of God in Cleveland, Tennessee, the Four Square, the Pentecostal Holiness, or any of the other 695 different Pentecostal denominations and organizations, you can thank William Seymour. If you enjoy praying in the Spirit, operating in the gifts, walking in spiritual authority, we can thank William Seymour. Can we just put our hands together and thank God? For raising up such a man that impacted his generation at his time. But you know what? This is not just a lesson about history. It's a lesson about legacy. That just like God used William Seymour, he intends to use each and every one of us. This is that four points of our Pentecostal heritage that we need to embrace. Number one is the pioneering spirit. Can you say that with me? The pioneering spirit. Number two, is space for the supernatural. Number three, is a church that looks like heaven. And number four, being called to the nations. Let's look at each one of these one at a time. The pioneering spirit, much like in the book of Acts, What began local spread global. Azusa Street could not be contained. Much like the church at Antioch that was disconnected from Jerusalem, the Spirit moved as the Spirit wills to operate where he desires. So he decided to go and occupy a revival at the Azusa Street Mission. Listen to me. In every generation, the Spirit of the Lord is moving and looking for those who are bold and brave, courageous and confident, that have faith filled and are fearless to say, Lord, here am I, send me, I will go. I'm a fan of Star Trek. Amen. You call me a Trekkie, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. I'm a fan. I'm not a Trekkie. I'm a fan. Dr. Leibman Good, I don't know. They say this is a split infinitive. To boldly go. (laughs) We've got to have boldness to go. Listen to me. Listen to me. Do not... See yourself as a resume builder. Do not see yourself as applying for a job to get paid for a position. See yourself as someone who God has raised up in this generation who has a call and an assignment on their life that you will not make decisions based upon monetary gain and, uh, and, and how appealing a position may look. Listen, God may send some of you to small towns and the little churches, but he decides that he's going to plan to show up there in those places and touch people's lives. Do not be a resume Builder, be on assignment for the Almighty God, a pioneering spirit. Cecil Roebuck in his book, Azusa Street, The Mission and the Revival, said, It is a simple story of humble people who reached out to God and who were rewarded in their quests for their supernatural power so that they might become more effective in their calling to share the gospel. It is the story of their encounter with God and the actions which led it that I hope to tell in a fresh way. Listen, God was at work in an old livery stable that they turned into a church. God was at work. We cannot afford to lose our pioneering spirit. We cannot lose the, 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 the authority and what it takes to step out and say, here, my Lord, send me. I will go. I will accept. I, I'm willing to go somewhere that may not be high profile or, or may not be someplace that people are lining up to go. But because I sense the spirit of God calling me, I'm willing to go. William Seymour said of himself, it was a divine call that brought me from Houston to Los Angeles. The Lord put it in my heart, and I felt his leading, and the Lord provided the means. Hallelujah. Don't lose your pioneering spirit. Be determined, and I'm going to step out, and I'm going to boldly go maybe where no one else is willing to go. Number two, The pioneering spirit, number two. We have to have space for the supernatural. We have to have space for the supernatural. Can you say that with me? Space for the supernatural. Pentecostalism has always been branded with demonstrative faith. Before it was in vogue and in style, we were the hand clapping, foot stomping, tongue talking believers. We were the ones that would sing loud and shout and dance and celebrate and rejoice. We've never been ashamed of the work of the Spirit moving in our midst. The Spirit is our focus. The Spirit's work, the Spirit's moving, the Spirit's leading, the Spirit's declaring, the Spirit's leading. We are people of the Spirit. And my concern is in our time-conscious culture, we manage nearly every element of the worship service and corporate gatherings. Do we even create space for God to move in our midst? Have we lost that Pentecostal cry that says, come Holy Spirit, oh how we need you? Let us be sure that we create in our lives, in our busyness, in our overtaxed schedules, move and space for the Holy Spirit to work. Listen, I love great sermons. I believe in well-planned services. I believe that ministry can be done in excellence. But let me tell you nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, can take the place of a sweeping move of the Spirit of God showing up in a service. Michelle P. Griffin said, 312 Los Angeles, 312 Azusa Street, in Los Angeles, California, was God's address on earth from April 1906 until November 1909. It was all about the spirit. Did you hear that? It was all about the spirit. She says, missing limbs grew out. There were eyeballs that filled empty eye sockets. Cancerous growths fell off and lives were restored as the Shekinah glory filled the building. Listen, I got enough titles and positions. I don't need no more. You know what I want? I want the glory of God on my life. I want the anointing and the power of the Spirit. Why don't you just lift your hands right now and just say, Holy Ghost, we need you. We need a move of God. Listen, this country needs a move of God. We can argue apologetics until we're blue in the face, but there's nothing that's going to heal America, nothing that's going to transform this nation like the moving of the Spirit of the Lord. And we have to create the space for the Spirit to work. We can't lose our pioneering spirit. We can't lose space for the supernatural. Number three, We need a church that looks like heaven. Azusa Street was the first fully integrated church in America. Who was this pastor? This one-eyed black man who could only read the Bible. But he believed what the word says, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Long before there was conversations about diversity, Azusa Street didn't know that there were rules that they had to conform to. They simply showed up because God was there and they embraced each other as brothers and sisters. And they saw that you can minister to me and I can minister to you. Why? Because we are all one in Christ Jesus. They believed in Revelation 5, 9 that says you are worthy for you have redeemed us from every tribe and every kindred and every tongue and every people and every nation. They showed up. One of the reports said of Azusa Street that it was a disgusting amalgamation of African voodoo superstition and Caucasian insanity because they'd never seen anything like this before. They'd never seen black and white worshiping together. they had never seen the son of enslaved people preaching to the children of the enslavers. They had never seen anything like this. And they had to criticize it and declare it to be something evil. But what they criticized was right in keeping with the heart of God. And my brothers and sisters, as we go forth as Pentecostal leaders, we have to be prepared to say, I'm going to strive for, I'm going to put my effort behind, I'm going to do everything within my possibilities, everything within my ability to make sure the church will always look like heaven. In Jesus' name. We got to have that pioneering experience. We've got to have space for the supernatural. We've got to have a church that looks like heaven. And we've got to be called to the nations. We've got to be called to the nations. Pentecostalism has always been about sending. It has never been about coming. It's always been about going. Pentecostalism is about what God by his spirit is doing in the earth. Pentecostalism is the truest sense of the apostolic spirit moving in our world today. Some of those impacted by Azusa Street gathered together in Hot Springs, which was the beginnings of this movement called the Assemblies of God. And they had this wild idea that they would declare themselves to be the greatest force of evangelism the world had ever seen. Where did this come from? Because they knew part of the Pentecostal spirit is being called to go. It's not called to stay. It's not called to come. It's a call to go. It's a call to reach out. It's a call to advance the kingdom of God and the cause of Christ. Harvey Cox who is a Harvard professor, says before Seymour left Los Angeles, the present day Pentecostal movement was born by a spiritual tsunami that would eventually engulf the entire globe. Tommy Welchel in his book about Azusa Street said, Azusa was the divine training ground. It was heaven's boot camp. God used this great outpouring not only to meet the immediate need of people, but also to prepare people to serve the needs of the nations. Listen, that's the movement you and I are a part of. We will be the greatest evangelism the world has ever seen. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet this morning. I'm going to ask you to do a simple act of faith. If you're willing to pick that mantle up, if you're willing to say, I recognize this great legacy that we have. I'm willing, God, to be a Pentecostal today. I'm willing, Lord, to have a pioneering spirit. I'm willing, Lord, to create space for you to work. I'm willing, Lord, to see the church look like heaven. I'm willing, Lord, to be called to the nations If that's your conviction, I want you to just step out right now and come join us here at this altar. And for the next few minutes, we're just going to lift up a praise to the Lord. Amen. We're going to lift up a cry. Oh, Dr. Williams, I'm not a preacher. I didn't say you had to be a preacher to be a Pentecostal. You just got to be open to the move and the work of the spirit. Oh, Pastor, I'm not... Call to the nations. Well, maybe you're not called to go, but you can help fund and send. See, it's not necessarily what you do. It's the alignment of your heart. Dr. Larry Martin wrote a book about Azusa Street. And as I close, I close with his words. He says, once again, America stands on the verge of a great spiritual awakening. Can you feel it? I can feel it in my bones. I can feel God's by spirit wanting to work now. And I don't believe he's putting this notion in our hearts to just frustrate us. I believe he's putting this in our hearts so that we know how to begin to pray, so that we know how to begin to worship, so that we know how to begin to lead right from this place. He goes on to say, the river is rising across the nation. Let us not allow this mighty torrent to pass us by. Pray, church, pray. May the same spirit that flooded Azusa Street now flood every street from Pennsylvania Avenue to Wall Street to Main Street to your street. Please, God, send revival to the United States of America would you just begin to lift your hands to the Lord and say, God, send revival. Send revival. The Lord proved to us by Azusa Street that he's not impressed by our buildings. He proved to us at Azusa Street that counterculture can be successful. He proved to us in Azusa Street that he could take simple folk, that society would cast away, and he could use them in a mighty way. And God wants to prove himself again in this generation. Come on, let's reach out to the Lord. Come on, let's reach out to him. You are the recipients of this legacy. You have this mantle in your hand. And so I challenge you this afternoon to say, where is the God of Elijah? I challenge you today to pick up this mantle and say, where's the God of Azusa Street? Where's the God of William Seymour? Where's the God of C.H. Mason? Where is the God? Lord, I believe you can show up in our generation. I believe that you can work. I believe that you can act. You haven't given up on us. Come on, let's reach out to the Lord this morning. Come on, let's reach out to the Lord this morning. Oh, Pentecostal fire can burn in your soul. Pentecostal fire can burn in your heart. Pentecostal fire can shoot up in your bones. Come on. We're going to call him. We're going to create the space for him to work. We're going to create the space for him to move. We need you, Lord. We're tired of the status quo. Tired of church as usual. Tired of our programs and our agendas. We want to see the spirit once again move. We want to see the Spirit once again flow. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Cry out to Him, reach out to Him. I'm willing. I'm a pioneer. I want your spirit to move. Come on, cry out to him.